0: Are you a runner? Or more importantly, do you want to become one? Do you want to know where to begin or how to get better? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Run Amazing Utah, where runners of Utah share their inspirational stories of how they conquered their battles, reached their goals, and overcame the seemingly impossible. If they can do it, so can you.
1: you could. I mean, reach that big dream that you've always dreamt about. Maybe you think it's impossible. Maybe others have told you it's impossible. Maybe it's your body that's holding you back. Maybe you feel like you've aged or it will never be well enough to do what you want it to do. Well, guess what? That's not true. At Body Smart, we empower you and teach you how to make changes toward the kind of life you want to live and give you the tools you need to reach that goal you've always wanted to reach. From running your first mile to qualifying for Boston, we have everything you need to reach that dream. Call us at 801-479-4471 or contact us through our website, BodysmartUtah.com. We can help you maximize your performance and stay on the road. Let us help you reach that dream.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Run Amazing Utah podcast. Um, we are so excited to have Preston Wood here with us today. So another great guest, um, to share a little bit more about his running journey and running experience. Um, and so, yeah, so glad to have you with us today. Um, you run mostly ultras, but other distances as well and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, how so we always like to dive into people's running journey and kind of their life journey but you started out as a football player first right before you ever really got into running
0: yeah yeah
2: tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into running and and uh, well actually before we get into that tell us some of your running accomplishments what you've done and like who you are as a runner yeah as a runner I'm
0: mostly a an ultra runner like Mm -hmm. you said yeah uh I I really just like getting after it all day in the mountains. I I've run several 100-milers and 50-milers. Nice. Um I I just like running ultras right now. Yeah. Um I I've run eight or nine like road marathons as well. Uh, kind of that's what got me into ultra running. That's yeah. where I started. Uh, and just kind of progressed from there. Nice. Yeah. Do you know? Do you have a total number of? Or do you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, I I of what? Yeah, of uh-huh. uh, ultras and and things. I like that. I would guess probably like twenty ish ultras. Wow. And you know, mm-hmm. anywhere from a fifty k to to a hundred miles. Um, I think I've finished four hundred milers, five, wow. four or five, and four or five fifty milers.
2: Great. So that's awesome. So a couple of a year then couple bigger races yeah, a year yeah.
0: I, at least at least 100 miler um each of the last four years wow um and I, I, that's a streak that i'd like to probably keep going just around at least one 100 one. a year yeah. um this year gonna try to do a couple so that's awesome yeah two two this year yeah if yeah. You can, huh? yeah that's awesome Yep, and you stayed pretty healthy throughout yeah, that's, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I stay pretty injury free. I don't know if it's my background with a lot of weight training or mm-hmm. or what it was growing up, but I, I never really got injured playing team sports either. Yeah, it's just never really been something I've dealt with, so I, I'm pretty lucky.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's amazing because that's one of the things you always hear like with. When people criticize running or, or give their excuse for why they don't run, it's like, oh, I don't want to get injured. Or yeah, no, and everybody says,
0: oh, you wear out your knees. Well, I don't really have bad knees. Yeah. I think that's a genetic
2: thing yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, so. well, and, and science would suggest that that's more of a sedentary problem mm-hmm. and not an active problem, yeah. right? So, okay. Um, so let's go back then to the beginning or yeah. <laughs> to the backstory behind it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just grew up playing a lot of team
0: sports, played yeah. a lot of basketball early. Um, I was really tall. I was, so I'm six feet tall now. I was six feet tall in like sixth grade, oh. sixth or seventh grade. And yeah, so I you're... was really tall, um, pretty thin, um, athletic. I, I, I matured pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so played a lot of basketball and, and football and baseball and soccer and just everything that I could. I, I just liked playing. Yeah. And then eventually settled into football because I wasn't getting any taller. And I had the skills of a center uh, at six feet tall, and that doesn't really, you know, help in basketball. (laughs) Yeah, like You're not going to play center at six feet tall in basketball. (laughs) And so I just kind (laughs) of ended up playing football, and I wasn't overly fast. Um, And so I, and I was a bigger kid, so I played offensive line. Mm -hmm. Um, Eventually, you know, got pretty big. Um, Like in high school, um, during football season, I'd probably weigh about 260 pounds, and then You know, I I wrestled my senior year, and I got to, like, 245. I still had to wrestle heavyweight. And then in college, I I got up to 300 pounds. Uh, I just played one year of college football um, in southern Utah. And then went on a church mission and then came back and had lost a bunch of weight and then gained it back because I was going to try to play football again. And that that dream kind of ended when I realized I wasn't that good. (laughs) And... And I met my wife, and yeah. and to be a walk-on college athlete and to get married is kind of kind that's, of a tough deal. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I wanted to be responsible, so I stopped playing football, and then I was three hundred pounds, and and really for no reason. Yeah, and just decided that I needed to lose weight. We we're actually watching The Biggest Loser, and I was like, oh, I'm as big as a lot of these. You know, I was as heavy. My body right. composition was a little different, but sure. I was still really heavy. And then I decided to uh, just start running because I had run run a little bit in the past and like during wrestling and during sports I had never like hated running I always kind of liked it Um, I was always like not tired um, Mm. like the other guys seemed to be so just started running and lost weight and it's just kind of been an up and down thing and I did I would get injured often on the roads because I don't think I was training really intelligently sure Um, I would I would get injured probably just from running too hard all the time yeah Uh, and then I transitioned to trail running like five years ago now I guess and and uh, ran my first 50 miler and and then just kind of stuck with this and
2: really thrived in it and really enjoy it yeah it's that's awesome yeah and so you know, as somebody that, that was, you know, three hundred pounds, what advice would you give to somebody that's that's sitting there? I mean, you were a fit three hundred pounds, so it's yeah, a little I would, different. Yeah, right? it was
0: it was different because I was exercising like five or six times a week, right? right. Like that's that seems mind boggling to a lot of people probably that I was maintaining such a, a big weight while being really active. Right. Um, but it takes a lot of food. Yeah, it does take a lot of food. And I, I think the biggest thing is to just just stick with it. Like anything, right? I mean, statistically, you know, dieting is hard, right? Yeah. I mean, it goes in waves, and and for me, it wasn't just like a straight drop to like ultimate like fitness, right? Sure. It was steady. I I would lose, you know, when when you're that heavy, it's easy to lose big increments. So I would lose forty pounds, and then I would stop running for a couple months, and then I'd gain ten pounds back, and then I'd start running again, and you know, lose twenty pounds, and you know, so it was just kind of this this wave. And over the last ten years, you know, I I've gotten down quite a ways. Yeah. So you're you're literally
2: like half the the man that yeah, you married. Yeah, at, at
0: my yeah <laughs> I, at my lowest, yeah, I, the most total weight that I have lost, and you know it fluctuates still, right? Like sure, right now oh. it's winter time, and yeah, you know it's a little easier to put on the pounds. Right. And, the holiday. But yeah, so my my max like low weight loss was like 120 pounds.
2: So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's impressive at at the same time like y- you feel a little bit more comfortable slightly up from that though huh yeah like yeah my
0: body hovers around yeah that. my body hovers around that cuz i i train pretty consistently like you'd said yeah. i mean and so my my training doesn't really drop off just my eating habits are better or worse sure. at times um and it's hard you know when you're you're training a lot you want to eat a lot and not necessarily good things all the time too
2: well and and for the most part, your body can kind of handle that yeah so for it's sure. not necessarily bad yeah and just in the summertime it's warmer and I think you sweat more and you're just I
0: think you just are burning through things faster anyways too. right
2: well and we tend to be more active outside of just our runs too mm-hmm. in the summer yeah for sure that we're doing other activities uh-huh. where we're kind of more homeed up in ho- yeah. the house playing nintendo switch or something right? <laughs> right yeah but you can you can totally go on a run in the morning and then yeah. go do stuff with your kids yeah. or whatever later so yeah definitely the the switch probably doesn't burn as many calories you as know it doesn't outside. it doesn't i mean mario kart's pretty competitive but <laughs> right doesn't get the heart rate up right not not quite the same i actually did a science fair project on that in like junior high or something and and it does get your heart rate up quite a bit but I want to repeat that with my kids with the metabolic cart yeah, and see like how much actually, like, are you really burning more calories on the Wii or whatever? Probably, Probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. Speaking of which, we just did a metabolic test with Preston and yeah. he crushed it. He did really awesome. So fascinating to see how each runner adapts differently to, to running. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that can complete lots and lots of, uh, you know, 150 mile races, and yet how your your profile is set up to be different at burning calories than, than others is really fascinating. Yeah, so. it was interesting to me, too. I had no idea what was going to
0: happen, what it was going to look like. Yeah. Some things were probably really good and some things were surprisingly, you know, just different than you would expect.
2: Right, right. I, I would have expected more, uh, you know, ability to burn fat mm-hmm. uh, than, than what you do. But you're very good at handling burning carbohydrate and handling lactate. Whereas a lot of people, once they start accumulating lactate, they're done, right? And so you're very good at being able to, we call that lactate shuttling or or whatever, but um, very good at being able to handle that. And that's fascinating that your training has set you up for that and you've been able to continue to improve. Yeah. No, it is interesting. As I look back, you know,
0: like... The, the burning that's associated with lactate buildup, right? Like, yeah. that doesn't happen a lot to me. Yeah, you, know? you don't it's feel just, that yeah. in your muscle and uh, stuff like that, uh, yeah. like some people
2: do. Mm-hmm. So genetics definitely play a component into that. Like, um, it, it is fascinating to see how each runner is different. And and so listening to your body is, is something we preach quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel tired, if you feel whatever, you know, listen to your body and, and really experiment in that process of, of you know, training for this, how has that changed since you got into these longer distances, and how, how do you listen to your body? I've got a really good story,
0: apples to apples, actually. Yeah. Um, so in 2018, um, I, was, I had run the Western States 100. I had gotten in on one ticket on a fluke. If anybody out there knows what it takes to get into that, it's, it's like a miracle um, oh. that I got into it. So I, I got into Western States, ran really well there, um, and that race is in June. And then I was signed up for the Bear 100, which is it is the last weekend of September. And so I was expecting that I was going to roll into this Bear 100 and, and just crush it, right? Because yeah. I, I had figured this 100-mile thing out. Like, I just had a really good race. Yeah. And so I, I go in, and I had these high expectations and this time that I wanted to run. You know, I wanted to run under 24 hours. It's like, oh, always can, dangerous when this. you have that time in yeah, your head. <laughs> I can do this super easy, right? Like, I got this. And so I started rolling along and, and I got hit with the cramp bug pretty early and things just weren't going well. Um, probably about 30 miles in and, and I just was so fixated on that goal and not listening to what my body was saying and not thinking. And so I just powered through, right? Kind of the the athlete mentality, right, sometimes, right. Like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overpower this hundred miles, which is really stupid. <laughs> but so I, I just kind of pushed through. Um, I, you know, I was able to kind of get it back for another 30 or 40 miles. And then eventually just my legs were wrecked. I couldn't move. I was, you know, just devastated mentally, emotionally yep. um, from that push. And I DNF'd, I didn't finish, um, hmm. at mile 76 at the Bear 100 at Beaver Mountain Lodge, for anybody who's familiar, yeah. um, at the ski resort there. And, it, you know, I it was because I didn't listen to my body. Um, the next year at the Bear, I had a great day. Everything went perfect. But so this year at Bear, um, I ca- had kind of a weird summer with some health issues. Yeah. Um. And around the same spot of the race, I started having some similar issues. Um, I started to cramp. I, I was feeling hot. I, I was already thinking, man, do I wanna do I wanna quit? It was actually like the exact same spot, ever, like where this all happened. Yeah. On the course, and so I start having you know flashbacks, and yeah. and so this time though, instead of you know worrying about running a fast time, like or like running as fast as I had the year before, I was like, you know what, I just gotta settle in. I've got to listen to what's going on here, um, and I've got to just slow down. I've got to get rehydrated. I've got to get more calories in. I've got to just chill out. Yeah. And I did. Right. And, and I didn't move very fast for me for, for 15 or 20 miles. Right. And then all of a sudden the sun starts going down and I start to feel like really good again. And I'm like, okay, I got that. And Yeah. I got and I start, I was just real positive self-talk. I was around a few really positive people on the race course. And there's this climb at about mile 48. That's really long and hard. Um, It's before you drop into Tony Grove, which is mile 52. Mm. And I I felt really good on that downhill. And I was looking at the time a little bit at this point. I was like, you know, I mean, maybe I still have a chance to run under 24 hours, but I'm going to have to run as fast as I did last year where I ran significantly faster. Right. So I was like, but I I could do it. I mean, it could happen. And so (laughs) I... uh, (laughs) Yeah, anyways, is that Angels in the outfield that could happen? I think right. they always say that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I get into the mile 52, I pick up a pacer, and I just started rolling. And things just started clicking off because I had taken the time to listen to my body. The temperature dropped, things started feeling good. I, I negative split the race, I think. I think wow. I ran the back half faster or even to the way I ran the first half. That's um, I, I went, came in under 24 hours, everything was great. And it was because. Instead of being silly and pushing through right. that threshold when it didn't matter, I, I listened to my body. So that, that's an apples-to-apples apples comparison. Right. You know, yeah, there's fitness levels are different, experience is different, but if you listen to your body, things generally work out
2: better. So much better. I, that's such a great example of, of, like, just a very stark contrast. Mm-hmm. But I think that happens in our training, too, just on our day-to-day training yeah, it, when we don't sure. listen to our body like, we wind up blowing things up way more than we need to. Whereas if we just took it easy today and and kind of long played it, like, I yeah. live to play another day type mentality. Like, yeah, today's not going great, but if I take it easy today instead of pushing yeah. through, tomorrow will be a better run instead of having successive days of bad runs yeah, because like, you pushed I again. was out with a couple friends uh, just a couple weeks ago, and one of my
0: friends just was not having a good day. He was feeling pretty sick. And he just kind of was, like, grinding through it. And I was like, you know, like, this run today isn't going to matter at your 100-miler in May. Like, right. it's not going to make or break it. And we were just kind of giving him a hard time. But that's the truth, right? Yeah, like, yeah I, absolutely. There's no reason to just. No
2: one yeah, run is
0: that important. Yeah, and you don't need to run hard every day. And you need to give your body time to right. recover. So One, if, if that one run winds up blowing up the rest it, of it your can, runs. Yeah, like for that, sure. It could ruin a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Which would be significant. Yeah. Where just taking a day. And maybe just walking a little or whatever. Yeah. It would
2: be That'd no. That that's a hard message for sure to to dial that in for yourself and yeah. and and whatnot. But super important. So I, I would say one of the big keys for you has been consistency in mm-hmm. training for sure. That's uh, what I preach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, speak to that a little bit. So so preach for a second. So
0: you know I, I see people ask questions all the time um, in social media platforms like, oh, you know, is the vapor fly? Like going to you know make my five k time yeah. way faster, my marathon time way faster, and and the answer probably is yes, right? Yeah. Like it is, but what's really going to help your marathon time is running every day, right? And not every. I mean, I run six days a week, mm-hmm. and that's not for everybody. But being consistent in training right. is is the key. Um, I I just the workmanlike mentality of it. And I, I really love it, so maybe I'm not the best to speak on it. Like, I love exercising. Sure. Um, it's one of my best – part. the best part of my day a lot of times. Yeah. It helps me calm down, forget about work, forget about a lot of things that right. stress me out. Sure. But getting out every day has been the biggest change for me. And, and with a little structure, you know, I I have a coach that helps me um, with my intensity levels. But, but the biggest gains for me have come when – you know, for an ultra marathoner, or instead of running 50 miles a week during, you know, average training weeks, you know, to get that up to 70. And then in my peak weeks, getting it up to 80 or 90 miles a week, which is a lot. And it's a lot of hours. Yeah. And not everybody has the time or the desire to do it. But you know, right now, if you're at 20 miles a week, you know, what can you do to get it up to 40 or 50 miles a week? Right. Um, or hours, right? If you're if you're training for three hours a week, what can you do to get it up to five or six hours a week? You know, right. I, I just think that Volume and endurance sports where you're trying to
2: go for a long time is, right.
0: is the key.
2: Right. I totally agree. Yeah. The, the more you can build that resilience in your body and all those things. And, and it is. It's just yeah. kind of hacking your life. For finding sure. out how to be consistent in your yeah. life. Because everybody has different, like schedules or, or, you know, things with their kids or whatever, but there's a way to fit it in. Yeah. And, and a good rule that a lot of people, a lot of runners,
0: I hear them talk about, especially ultra runners, because you get really tired is the the 20 minute rule. Uh, Give yourself 20 minutes on the run. If you think you don't want to run, that's fine. But give yourself 20 minutes and see how you feel after 20 minutes. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And then just from there, I mean, cause then, I mean, you're probably 20 minutes away from your car or your house. So at least you got to run 40 minutes, but, <laughs> but you know, give yourself permission to stop if you need to.
2: Right. But at least try to start. So it yeah, I, I totally agree that consistency really is the key. That's, that's something we preach as well. Like that no one run, no one day is going to make as big a difference as just getting in there and doing something every day. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's the 20-minute rule, which I really like, I haven't heard that before, but I really like that concept of like, just go try. Yeah. And and you may feel like, ah, eh, my body doesn't have it Which today. Which has happened to me multiple oh, times, yeah. right?
0: It happens two or three times a summer where I like call my wife and I'm like, hey, can you come get me? Because this
2: is just not happening. Yeah. Um. Or a lot of times it turns into a great run. Right. right? Most of the time. Most of <laughs> the time. That, and that's been my experience yeah. too, where I'll give myself the excuse of like, you know what? Just dog it today. It's yeah. fine. Just go out there and just walk with your dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you, you hit a stretch that you normally run, and you're like, oh, I'll try jogging this. And then next thing you know, you're running, and you're like, actually, I feel pretty good today. Yeah. And and so it's more about just getting out and doing it. And the consistency is where we make progress. We yeah. don't make progress. No one run really is that important. No, it's you not. can't make enough progress in any one day for it to really matter. But when you've had, when you string together a bunch of good days, mm-hmm. That's where you make progress. And then it just gets easier and easier, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you enjoy it more and yeah. more. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's one of the things, too, that that consistency, being consistent with it, but giving yourself the out to take it easy and to not have to push every day, Yeah, you start to enjoy it more. Because when it's not drudgery, when you're not running to lose weight, or when you're not running to, you know, like PR or whatever, when you're running just mm-hmm. to enjoy it, then you can like, back off enough that you can PR and you yeah. can, like...
0: Well, and that's what's great that about ultra running, right, is because there's so many variables, a lot of it is just getting out and just moving and seeing what happens. Because you're never yeah. running that fast, right? right. Like, yeah. like, you don't have to be fast to be a good ultra runner. Right. You just have to be able to do it all day.
2: Whoever slows down least is what one of my friends <laughs> always <laughs> says. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. And and who mental toughness, I think, is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the consistency, to me, is where you build the mental toughness. For sure. Like being able to get out when the weather's bad, when the this and Another good story. Sorry, I like to tell stories. (laughs) No, that's why you're here. So just last
0: Saturday, um, I was out with some friends on Antelope Island. And and so today is February 19th, so the 12th, I guess it would have been. Yeah, Yeah, or the 13th. It was the 13th. Um, We were out on Antelope Island, and it was horrible weather last Saturday. Awful. And we just, we kind of went out there because weather this year has been pretty spotty when it says it's going to snow or rain. It's yeah. just like, oh yeah, it'll rain for 30 minutes and then it's done. But we got drenched all day and we did, <laughs> we did like the first 19 miles of the 50 mile course. And then we were going to do another loop to add some miles on. And I was with two buddies and and all of us, after we got back to the car, we were ready to quit, right? Yeah but none of us would quit because <laughs> we were all like, it was a pride issue, right? Sure, sure. And one of my buddies had driven all the way up from from Alpine. Oh, yeah. And so we're like, uh, you know, and then all it took was one of my buddies said, okay, four more miles, right? And and that's what it, and none of us wanted to do it. And as soon as we got away from the car, everything was fine. We all felt way better, right? Yeah. It's just, it's such a mental thing. Right, it's a, it, the it, horse back to the barn yeah, type thing. Exactly, right? and, and you're ready to quit. It's freezing, it's raining. Snowing, whatever it was, <laughs> sleeting. Yeah, yeah. it, it was, that but, was. I remember that day actually. It was yeah, nasty. it was pretty bad, yeah. and it w- it wasn't the most fun weather, but it was fun to be with friends and just that positive, like, hey, we, you can, we can do four more miles. Yeah. Right. Like, let's just go yog.
2: Yeah. Oh, so I called my dad. He was on Grandview Peak that same mm-hmm. day, okay. that, or heading up to mm-hmm. Grandview Peak. I was like, "You're crazy! <laughs> like, it's so cold and slushy." He's like, "Yeah, it's it's not great. We're pretty soaked."
0: <laughs> yeah, we were pretty soaked. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think just. Pushing through that barrier, whether it's just getting out the door or you know doing what you would set out to do. I have another friend that she she will do whatever she she sets out to do that day, even if it's slow and she has to slow down and, yeah. and that's not always great. But on long runs and ultra training, like you have to, right? It's so easy to say, oh, you know, 20 miles is just as good as 25 or 15 is just as good as 20. And, you know, it's just the mental thing. Physically, it probably isn't that big of a difference. Right.
2: But mentally to set out and do what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So one last question then. So for people that feel broken. So you mentioned you had some medical issues this Mm -hmm. last year. And then, you know, with your journey of starting out at three hundred pounds, people that feel broken or that there's barriers to why they can't train, what would you what would you say to that? You know, so so my medical issue, I'll just it'll make it clear, I was anemic,
0: yeah. so my my blood counts were down, um, I had no energy, um, I couldn't get oxygen to my blood, right? Yeah. Things were just bad. Um, some different GI issues had caused it. And so once we figured out what the problem was, it was easy, but in that time, you know, when I didn't know what was going on, I just kind of tried to keep doing it, and just because it's been such a big part of my life. Yeah. But but I think so often it's easy to just say and like this last year would have been really easy because of the COVID, COVID stuff, right? Yeah. Like oh well, there's not going to be any races. I'm just going to stop. I'm just you know I'm going to figure this out, and which I would have. But running didn't hurt anything. Running, you know, when my physician figured out what was going on, he's like, well, running probably is actually. good helping and so I think so often we pump the brakes because we're looking for a reason to not or Mm -hmm. because sometimes you get tired of it yeah but to just if you can figure out a way to continue on whether it's a little niggle or it's it's an issue where you're just not feeling good to just keep doing something I think is a key until things turn around yeah because had I not kept doing something I wouldn't have had that great experience at the Bear 100 last year, where I, yeah. I had just a wonderful day and like a wonderful like back half of like, hey, I came back from the dead. Things went perfect the second half, and yeah. you know, I I wouldn't have had that had I not stuck with it and been determined. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you can battle through quite a few things. Not that that's that serious of a health issue, but sure, I didn't feel good. Right. You know, it would have been easy to just mail it in and phone it in, but I just right. I didn't.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that. I, that's become kind of a theme of this podcast is everybody kind of has this story of, of a time when they could have given up and, and and bailed on it. And it's fun to hear those stories of how people persevere and can find that consistency despite roadblocks. Because we all – everyone will have and roadblocks. it's different for
0: everybody. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. 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 So anyway – Awesome. Thank you so much. You've got to get out of here. So we better let you go. But uh, it's been awesome having Preston on and hearing more about his journey. Uh, Awesome runner and and always continuing to improve. It was fun to do a metabolic test with him and see how he's uh, training and how that's, uh, you know, affects his metabolism. Hopefully we can improve it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's always ways to improve, (laughs) right? So uh, we'll talk some more strategies there for sure. But thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and make sure you like, subscribe, follow all that good stuff so you can join us on the next one. Hey
1: guys, thanks for listening to Run Amazing Utah. Remember, if they can do it, you can do it too. If you have an inspirational running story or know someone who does, we would love to feature you too. Contact us through Instagram or Facebook, Run Amazing Utah.